This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig, and I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. And we are continuing on uh, working through the Journey podcast series. And uh, I've been had the pleasure of interviewing different leaders in our ministry and hearing their perspective on some of the different sessions that are in the Journey. And this morning, uh, we have uh, our man in Costa Rica, coming all the way from beautiful Costa Rica, Henry Gutierrez. Uh, one of my favorite guys, and uh, welcome, Henry. Hi, thank you so much, Brian. It is a, a pleasure to be here with you, and this is the time that I was that I was waiting for. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'm excited for our uh, listening audience to hear from you. Um, so some of you may know Henry, but uh, he's always a delight. He's been to a lot of our uh, conferences, comes over here a lot. So, uh, but uh, he's doing a great work in Costa Rica. So. I guess uh, for those who don't know who you are, tell them a little bit about yourself and your family, and uh, and then we'll kind of maybe get into a little bit about how you got involved with this thing called The Journey. So why don't you just introduce yourself? Okay, thank you. Uh, first of all, guess what? I am a pastor. <laughs> Been what? a pastor for, <laughs> for the last, uh, uh, Christian for the last 30 years and pastor for the last 12 years, That, but like a one year and a half, the Lord call my wife and I to get out of a local church to be a full-time uh, uh, champion for the journey in Costa Rica. And it's been an incredible uh, experience that we, every single day, we just uh, present ourselves before the Lord just to say thank you for this incredible, incredible journey that we are in. Uh, we've been married for 30 years and we have three kids. 31 years old, the oldest, then 26, turning on 27, by the way, tomorrow, Raquel, and then Jose David, who's 19. Uh, Raquel and Jose David both are running the journey now. One, uh, Jose is doing this with uh, Henry Schaefer online mm -hmm. every Thursday mm -hmm. morning. And my daughter, Raquel, just started a women's journey group with, uh, I think, women with uh, her same age. Uh, In including my daughter is in that group daughter on sunday nights i get so so it's it's great to see you know your family serving the lord and being hunger and thirst for the lord that's amazing that's right well and and um you mentioned uh, about a year and a half ago so uh, so you are uh there's now a a nonprofit within costa rica being formed uh, and there's some great people involved um and it's called atoda vela which means what full sale ministry Full cell ministry, yes, it's a brand new 501c3. Uh, yeah, that is representing us in Costa Rica and doing all the legal stuff that we need to run better uh, what we're doing here for the Lord. Yeah, that's right. So, and and uh, Henry is, uh, he's definitely our champion in Costa Rica as far as, uh, you know, helping new journey groups get formed and training the leaders and uh, and all that. And he's all, you're always leading multiple groups and your wife, Eugenia, has led multiple groups and uh and now it's spreading all over costa rica i mean how many years has it been now well you know the journey has been in costa rica since the first time i got this book on my hands uh from four years ago but uh in in our case just working for full-time one year and a half and now uh 
you know, it's incredible about the journey. Just got out of the province where we are living, which is Guanacaste. And now this is in the Caribbean side. It is in Heredia, which is another province. It is in Limon. It is in the south side. And um, uh, uh, more and more churches are, are asking for this and knocking at our door. So we are now in a moment where we want to be careful with everything we have in our on our plate, uh, waiting for the Lord to, uh, you know, uh, lift up some other leaders that can run with us on this ministry all over the country. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, uh, the, the growth has been really fast and exploding, which is good. Uh, but yeah, you gotta be a figure out how to manage it. Right. So, uh, yeah. And, and, uh, Ron Froelich, we, we've done a podcast before, so we told the story in the past on another podcast, but, uh, Ron Froelich out of Bakersfield, California had a vacation home in Costa Rica and start going to your church when you were a pastor. And he's the one who brought you a box of books and said, you should read these. And you, you, uh, delightfully said, sure. And put them under your desk. <laughs> sure. I went read them, it, but I, I did it. I didn't, I didn't touch the box for a couple of years. Cause you know, every pastor gets a new book every single week from someone around. Right. But, uh, after a, a, a solely retreat, uh, with my man in Costa Rica, you know, my with members of our church, they asked me, "Hey, Pastor, what, 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 what else? What's next?" And I started praying, "Lord, what, what can I give to these guys? How can I feed them?" And the Lord told me, uh, literally, He told me, "Son, look down." And I said, "Lord, come on, how, Harry, how can you tell me look down? You are up there, not down here." So He said again, "Please, son, just look down." And why? Is, and I said, "Are you, are you serious?" I looked down, and down on my feet were. Uh, I just looked down and this box of full, full of books were there. And the first one I, I saw, you know, I just uh, took it up with a lot of dust on it. And I said, this book says the uh, journey to the inner chamber. Let's see what it is. And then when I read that, I had a call one for all you and say, hey, what is this thing? And then he said, Henry, this is more than a book. And I got to sit down and talk to you. So that's uh, four years ago when we started with a journey with men and women. And now it is a, a, a ministry. It's not just a program or a process or is a ministry that is growing in Costa Rica, involving more and more men and women every day. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, I think it's a form of revival within the body of Christ. I think, I think when people start getting an abiding relationship with Christ, it changes everything. It changes their families, changes their, their workplace, their churches, um, and it starts changing the communities and all that. It's, it, it is like a revival. You know what, Brian, this, this word, uh, abiding, uh, um, is, it, it involves everything. I, by the way, we are a, a couple that we are traveling and, you know, when you visit a certain rural area in Costa Rica, all the pastors there, they want you to preach at their churches. They, they are so, blessed and honor if i go and talk and uh, and and i have done it in the last eight months i have done it and my message is this abide that's the name of my message that's the only thing that i think i can talk to everyone that's that's the word that answers every need every uh desire every every dream to come true what they need to do is about i mean uh, and at the end of my message i said this to the churches I said, uh, one day, uh, one of the uh, members after my, my preaching about abiding, he came to me and said, uh, you know, Pastor, sorry, but I think you're wrong. Uh, the, the, the number one thing, the number one thing is 
to love your God, your your Lord, with all your strength, and when and then your neighbor as you love yourself. And I said, Oh, really? So you're saying to me that not, I am not wrong, but Jesus was wrong when he said, Apart from me, you can do nothing. And he was not wrong. Believe me, if you do not abide, you cannot love the Lord with all your heart. If you do not abide, you cannot love your neighbors as you love yourself. And starting from there, with anything else you want to do in your life, it, it will appear, it will look like you are doing, but actually you are not. Nothing can be successful in your life. Nothing if you do not abide. That's right. That's right. Well, that's a good segue. So um, the top, you know, I, I put out the list of all the journey topics to all of you staff members and the board members. And I said, what, which topic would you want to be interviewed on? And, and you were, you were one of the first, I think, to respond. And you said you wanted to do the part, which is abiding. What is it? Which is the session we do right after our prayer retreat. Um, after we did the whole first segment of called enlightened, which we learned that he know God knows, he cares, he's willing, he's able. You might have an orphan spirit you need to work on. And then um we go away for a prayer retreat to really marinate in everything we've learned. And then right after that, we say, Okay, now we're gonna start talking about abiding. And uh, and I think that I think it's because it's, it's like the first part is like, God, we've made a case that God's an intimate God. But where are you in that intimacy? Are you do you have an are you abiding with him? He's intimate. Are you intimate? Are you know, and if not, what's going on? And so the so the topic we're going to talk about today is is trying to understand what is this abiding relationship? And I'm going to read before we start, I'm going to read a little bit of John 15, which is the key chapter in John that where he really, where Jesus was talking about this. And um, I'll start in verse four, Jesus is speaking. He says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown in the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. And there's more after that, but uh, that's just a little bit. Um, you know, I think in that passage, you know, in the journey, when we talk about it, we have people read that verse, the whole passage, and we have them count how many times Jesus says the word abide. And it's something like 15 times, I think, in that. So yeah. with that set up, let's talk about what you think. What What is your understanding or your explanation of what is abiding? Well, you know, uh, as I told you before, abiding, this word that hit my life like no one, like no other uh, did in my life. I, I used to, when I share my testimony, I say to the people, listen, I've been a Christian, I was a Christian for 25 years. And I was a pastor for uh, about seven years. And I never learned, I never got the, uh, the, uh, um, the meaning, the real meaning of this word abiding. I never got this uh, revelation from the Lord. Until by the I, by the way, what by the, I'm sorry, but what is the word in Spanish for abide? Uh, permanecer. Okay. Okay. Permanecer. And then uh, so I say I I I was a man who came to Jesus 
I was a man who walked with Jesus. I was a man who served the Lord during 25 years because I changed when I met Jesus. But then I realized that I, it was not enough for me to change because even when I was a Christian and even when I was serving, and even, even when I was a pastor, I still had some inappropriate uh, uh, behaviors that were not uh, reflecting on the people around me that I was abiding until I learned this. And this, let me tell this, this chapter, I mean, this session, uh, session number one of uh, Enable, hit my life. Because uh, it's absolutely right when it says that most of the Christians used to focus on bare fruit because we need to feel good. We need to be sin. You know, as a pastor, you need to be seen as a good pastor. You need to give a good impressions every Sunday morning with a great message. But you know what? I was not abiding. My wife was so mad at me. She was so disappointed with everything I was saying on the pulpit. And she had to say amen to a man who was being light outside the house, but dark inside the house. Mm. So when I got this word, I said, I've, I've been focusing on being a good guy and that everybody can say what a great guy Henry is, but I wasn't until I got this revelation of abiding in it. And then, of course, you start to learn how, how can I abide? There's only one way. You know, I, I, you, you will be surprised if I tell you how many times as a pastor I preached about the fruit of the Spirit according to Galatians 5.22 and 23. Come on, man. Many, many times. Books. I can read a book about it, but I never got it. Mm. So now, you know, I, I do it. I do this for myself first because it's, it's, it's incredible when, when, a, when a word hits you, then and, and you uh, allow the word to permeate your heart. And not only your heart, but because in my case, the word abiding permeated my heart and transformed my heart. So this is what I tell everybody. I was a Christian who was changed until I went through the process of abiding. And then, then I was transformed. And I compare myself with Judas. Judas was a man who left everything behind him to follow Jesus, to live with Jesus, to walk with Jesus, even to serve to the Lord. But he just changed. He was not transformed. That's why he couldn't be multiplied. He was not duplicated. He died. He passed away. You know, mm. 11 men walked with Jesus who were transformed, but one of the 12 was not. That was me. I was a man that walked along with Jesus. I never got transformation until I got the revelation. So I'm telling you, abide means being transformed. Mm. That's, that's what it means for me. I was transformed by abiding, but not by bearing fruit, not by trying to shine out, not by uh, shutting up my wife, shutting up my kids and, you know, obligate them to be you know, good Christians and try to uh, show everybody that we were the perfect family because I'm a pastor. No, now everything is different. I give grace to the Lord every single day. I'm still working on me. He's still working on me. But the one thing that I do not uh, want to change, that one thing that I won't, I won't stop doing is 
to abide. Even sometimes, you know, I'm a now that I am a full uh, time minister of uh, influencers in Costa Rica. Uh, you you know, when you travel a lot, you don't have time to abide. When you travel five, four, six days driving, stopping here, ministering here, uh, I got time only to pray, but not to abide. It's like a. Uh, my friend Ken, he suffers this because he's, he travels a lot. And he, when he travels, sometimes he's not able to work out. And he knows he needs to do exercises every day. Same, same to me. I was five, five days out of my house last weekend, and I couldn't do exercise. I couldn't work out. And sometimes I couldn't just, I was just praying for the Lord. You use me, you know, for, for the Lord to speak to the people. But abide is a different thing. Mm. So, so, uh, I heard you say that, uh, I think it's pretty typical people in churches, pastors trying to bear fruit or trying to do good works without abiding. And, and I think I've heard uh, Rocky say, that's like a bowl of artificial fruit, like plastic fruit, you know, that people put on their, on their tables or whatever that, that, that is looks like fruit, but it's not real fruit, you know, it's because easy. it's only the kind of fruit man could, could produce, but you want the kind of fruit that that God could produce, but, but, um, but it's more than just your quiet time, right? It's more than just sit reading God's word and, and, and journaling and praying. I mean, that's, that's part of it, I think, but it's more than that, isn't it? Absolutely. I, I, when I, when I teach the, the churches is because I, the Lord teach that the Lord taught me first and, uh, I do, I compare John 15, you are right. It's, it's very impressive when Jesus uh, said 11 times the word abide. It's, yeah. you know, it's just like my mom when she was uh, going through her mother's health for two days and she started before she left, she started to say, hey, guys, remember to put the beans in the refrigerator and remember to feed the dog and remember to lock the door correctly tonight. And I said, yes, mom. And then she said it again. <laughs> remember to put the beans out the refrigerator and feed the dog and lock the do door. And yes, mommy, we got it. But she was just getting on the bus and she said, hey, G hey, children, listen, remember, put the beans in there. And I was, come on, why she was spoke that so many times? Now I understand why Jesus, come on, come on, Jesus was so right. And he knew why he was, I mean, he needed to tell us maybe more than 11 times. And he knew why. Last uh, Sunday I was teaching on this church. And my message was the importance of obeying the instructions of Jesus. So important. Uh, just when uh, some hours after they left Egypt, the Lord told them three uh, so important instructions. In, in chapter uh, 13, Exodus 13, he said to them, consecrate yourself. Number one, consecrate yourself. Number two, remember where you were taken away from. And number three, tell this to your children. Three things. And it was charged to the parents, not to the pastor, not to the teachers. It was charged to the parents to do so. And because we didn't do that, we have that kind of world that we are living on. Same with Jesus. He, he, he was just about to live. He said, hey, remember, abide. You must abide. You should abide. You have to abide. And then, you know, it's, it's more than quiet time. And I compared John 15 with uh, uh, John 3, when Nicodemus came 
And he was sharing with Jesus some words and some stuff like that. And then Jesus said, if you do not born again, you are not going to come into the uh, kingdom of heaven. He, he was explaining this to him. He didn't get it. And then some kind of wind passed through them. He said, hey, I got it. I got this here. Do you feel that, Nicodemus? And he said, probably, hey, yeah, I felt that. What, what was it? Well, come on, it was the wind. Yes, but do you know where it comes from? No. And do you know where it goes to? No, Jesus. Well, exactly just that way is all those who are born by the Spirit. Maybe Nicodemus went like, oh my God, I, 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 I didn't, not even God, I, I didn't get a word. But it is, what, it is exactly what Jesus said. If we say that we are in Christ, if we say that we're born again, people, not me, people has to see on me the effect of the wind. Mm. And it, they will see the effect of the wind, the effect of the spirit within me and in me and inward and outward of me by the fruit. Mm. And I, I, I tell to myself every day, because I, I have this written. I mean, the fruit of the spirit is, is written in a big uh, thing, you know, like a tree in my office. So I read it every day and I check myself. Hey, Henry, how are you doing on love? Love for the Lord, love for you, love for your wife, love for your kids, love for your enemies. Is it okay? Are you checking out today? Are you, how, how, how are you doing in joy? What's your joy? Are you a really joyful man or you are full of joy only when things are going right? How's your peace? Are you ministering peace to yourself? Are you in peace when economically you are having problems? When your wife is not that happy with you? I mean, are you a good guy? Or you are a good guy only with those that you are so able to do good. And the other one, are, this is tough. Are you having self-control? Mm. Are you really having self-control when things are getting out of your hands? I mean, that's the way I check myself on the fruit. Because it's not just to have a great, quiet time in the morning with the Lord. It's how am I living my whole life? according to the fruit of the spirit. And another great thing and is, is that the, uh, you know, that it is written in, the, in the, uh, the guide of the journey that one of the fruit of abiding is the transformation. And this transformation occurred on a supernatural way in me and within me. But I don't need to go around telling everybody, listen, I was just, I was just transformed. You can, no, I don't say anything. The people around me, they must see on a natural way, the transformation that the Lord has made within me through his spirit by abiding. Mm. And, you know, it's, uh, I'm thinking about what you said about, I want to check myself and my, do, do I have the fruits of the spirit? Am I loving? Do I have joy? Do I have peace? Am I, do I have self-control? And I'm thinking those aren't things that you can just set goals, you know, like I'm going to be loving three times this week, or I'm going to be, I'm going to be more peaceful. You know, I'm going to love my wife more. You, you know, you can't, you can't just will yourself to do that. We're not, we, because of our sin nature, we cannot do that. But if we let the Holy Spirit come to us through abiding, he will start bearing that in us, right? He'll start producing that within us. That's the whole idea about abide in me and then you'll bear fruit, right? It is a, 
it's not a checklist that you can say, okay, I love my wife today, check. I forgive <laughs> someone else out there, check. No, it's, <laughs> and believe me, I struggle. I still struggle with people. And I have to come down to my knees and say, Lord, I, I, I know that I, I have to bear for them forgiving these people or this man or this person, but I'm not ready yet. And of course, what is the answer? Abiding me. You will mm. do it. You, you will be able to do it. Maybe not now. Maybe now you just can go and pray for them. I'm not going to take you to forgive them if you are not ready, but just go pray for them. And then after praying some days for the that person, then I see myself blessing them. Okay, I was just praying for them. And look, because I'm abiding, now I can bless them. I have good desires for them because I got to be honest, I had terrible desires for people who betrayed me. Mm. I'm telling you, I, I, I did. I, it's, hard for, it's hard to say for a pastor, but I did. I said, Lord, I want to see him on the obituary today. <laughs> but it didn't happen, you know? But, I, but then I started to pray for them. Then I blessed them. And then I found out myself forgiving them. And, it, you know, uh, Brian, nothing good can come out of me. Mm. Just as nothing bad can come out of God. If something good comes out of me, it's because the Lord put it in me first. Mm. By an abiding relationship, you know. And when I abide, I know more what it means to be humble. What it means to release. What it means to, you know, to give God the control of everything. And this is the toughest things to do for men. Maybe for women is easier. I don't know. But for us men, to release the control, to, to come to a place where we can say, and my family, you're in control. And my uh, 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 money, you're in control. Uh, my relationship, you're in control. It's, it's so easy to say that. But it's not easy to leave it out. And we have to get to that point. So that's what I'm telling you. I'm still, <laughs> I'm a man under construction. But I am so impressed on how the Lord has worked in me, within me, and from inside of me to, to impact those who are around me, like my wife, my kids, the people around me, the pastors that I am ministering. They... You know, I praise the Lord because they, they are the great example for me that I am not trying, you know, to, to uh, uh, make them see things on me. I just speak and they see. And then they call me and say things. And I was like, wow, now I got this lesson. There mm -hmm. is a supernatural transformation that, ex that, that is, is, is going on within me that the people can see it by naturally. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Well, and you know, it seems like which, because I'm still trying to get at this point of how, where it starts or how to, you know, I, I used to say this about myself and I think it sounds what you said at the beginning. I used to say I was a believer in Christ from age 13 to about age 30, but I wasn't a follower. I was just a believer. And I would, and because of my belief, I would go to church occasionally and I would occasionally do some good things or, or whatever. I did have faith, but I, but I wasn't surrendered. I wasn't all in for follow, living my whole life to, according to his plans. It was all about what I wanted to do. When I, when I surrendered to him and really 
started letting him take ownership of my life, that's when I think I started the very beginning baby steps of abiding. I think just, I started to step toward him more. And then he started building on that, you know, and over time I started understanding what it means to abide with him. You know, in my life, Brian, I would say that I, I want to put it this way. For the, for the first uh, 25 years being a Christian and for the first uh, eight, nine years being a pastor, what I had with the Lord was a contract. I had a mm. contract with him, you know, and a contract is a, you know what it is. It's a, it's a piece of paper where, where I write down all that I want and all that I will reject if you go through that, okay? So it's a contract. As long as you respect me, as long as you don't ask me for more than I signed up for, we are okay. Until I got to the place to understand that the Lord has not a contract with me. He has a covenant. He has a covenant. His covenant mm -hmm. is, I won't leave you nor forsake you. Mm. You know, and I thank God for him to have with me a covenant, not a contract. Because if he will have had a contract with me, probably long, long time ago, he will tear up that contract and make it disappear. Mm. Because I have, I have fallen many times. I have failed many times to him. But he's still there. Mm. He, you know what? He abides with me. He abides in me. I don't have to mm. go and ask. He's been always there, even when I do not deserve it. He abides. Mm. You know, I'm impressed of because uh, he abides. Can I abide? He's the Lord. How can I abide? And I found this uh, incredible example in the Bible of an abiding man, which is John, John the Apostle. You know, mm. I love John. I preach about him. I read John every time I can guide another group of the journey. And then I read the three letters of John and I write down how many times John kept talking and writing about abiding on his letters. He's the one who really learned how he meant to abide in Christ. Mm, mm, it is so good. Well, and, and there's a, there's a, there's another aspect of it that we probably don't have time to get into. I may have to ask one of my next guests, but uh God has to allow us to go through some trials and pain sometimes to help us surrender more. I mean, to, to, to fully abide, we have to get the world out of us or the world ideas and our bad habits and our bad thoughts and, and our bad frame of reference and changes. He has to, this when you said transformation, right, you're going from old to new. And so sometimes that it doesn't go easy. It has to go through some pain you know, through trials or different things like that. You, any quick comments on that? You know what? It, it, it brings pains and it, it, it brings us well something. I don't know how to call it, but, uh, you know, no one wants to be corrected. Let's be right. honest, okay? And uh, when you have a higher concept of yourself than the one that you should have, says the Bible, that's a, that's a terrible thing. That's a bad thing. That means that the Lord will tear you down for you to be humble. So, you know, uh, in my case, yes, I need to go through those, uh, uh, you know, not very funny times. And I have a measurement 
with me. And even more now, I have it closer, which is my wife. Mm. I work with her. I drive with her. I serve with her. And let's say after a, let's say I, 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 I have to speak in a church. And after 30 minutes uh, teaching, when we get into the car and we drive back home, she said to me, you know what? Oh, my. Can I tell you something? And I said, hmm. don't you, don't you want to wait for uh, 24 hours, please? Are you going to just throw all that stuff on me just uh, 20 minutes after my preaching? And I said, yes, honey, you tell me. And she said, you shouldn't say this. You better don't act this way. You know you. And I uh, I go like, oh, I hate that. I, I'm being honest. I hate that. But she's right. She, The Lord is always using her to put me down on the right place where I'm supposed to be and not get out of that place. Now, according to my you know, behavior or ways to talk or way to be in, because, you know, I'm a human being. I can be so arrogant and I cannot, I, and I'm not really, not, not, not even realize it, but she's there. She was just <laughs> right there, said by the Lord to allow me to know when I have to stop, when I have to change, when I have to stop doing things, not do it again and be transformed. That's amazing. That's part of the thing you know, of transformation. That's, uh, that's a good point. I never thought about that. Our wives or our spouses, if your wife, your husband could be this an abiding thermometer, you know, to, to, to see how, <laughs> see how you're doing is. on your abiding. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, good. that's good. Well, Hey, I think our time is up my friend, but, uh, I could talk to you for a couple hours on this kind of stuff. This is great. I so, know, uh, thank you. You got, now you whet everybody's appetite to learn more about as we're going to keep going through the series and talking about the fruit of abiding and you know, all that. So, uh, some other, uh, people are going to be talking about that, but this was great. Thank you so much for your time, brother. Oh, Ryan, thank you so much. You know, I am about to finish a, a couple of journey groups and I am, you know, just dreaming about the next one. Cause every time I go through it, I get more and more and more from the Lord. Thank you so much for allowing me to do yeah, this. You and I are the same. I would never not lead a journey group. It's like I'll be leading journey groups the rest of my life, I think. So, yeah. I believe so, yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Thank you, Henry. Thank you so much, Brian. I love you. Okay, I love you too, brother. Well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast, and uh, we're continuing our journey series. Uh, and we, you just heard uh, Henry Gutierrez, our regional director over in Costa Rica, and uh, you heard us talking about abiding. What is it? Uh, but anyway, we'll be keep going through these and hearing from other leaders in our ministry. So, so stay tuned. We put these out once a week. I usually come out on Thursdays. Uh, if you'd like to go back and hear some of the other podcasts we've done in the last few weeks about the enlightened part of the journey, go to influencers.org and go to resources and podcasts and you can find those or also you can find them wherever you uh, stream your podcast on apple or google or spotify so anyway my name is brian craig executive director for influencers global ministries and i'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in christ and go make disciples god bless you